On today's show, what changed and how it will affect you and your retirement. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, the Murphy Wealth Management's where you find him. He is an independent fiduciary uh, investment advisor representative. Well, I could go on, but instead, I will just say, hi, Joe, how are you? I'm doing very well, Steve. How are you doing today? Very, very well. I'm glad we're going to dig into the Secure Act 2.0. There are a lot of things that that it came out uh, that came with that, and now that we've had some time to sort through it and sort of analyze, if you will, what what's there, and I'm just grateful that you did all that and I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, because- it, it's it's very important legislation that came out you know it's it's increased the americans ability to save steve so we as advisors need to know all these rules these rule changes legislative changes in advance so we can help benefit our clients or headed off at the past there's a couple glitches in this bill you know it's 400 pages steve almost 400 pages um, you know, there's 90 changes, so there's a lot to go through. And we wanted to highlight today just some some main changes that people need to be looking forward next couple of years. You know, some of these are active right now today. Um, some of these will be coming due in 2024 and so on and so forth. So I figured this would be a great opportunity to kind of review all this stuff, break it down in plain English so our radio listeners can be educated and take advantage of these legislative changes that pass with the Secure Act 2.0. Yeah, I like your overview, Joe, because I, there's a, to me, there's more good in here than, than bad. I mean, certainly there are some hiccups, but that, that's to be expected. It's the government. Well, of course. I mean, think about our, our tax code, Steve. It, you oh. know, Most people think that when there's tax law changes that they revamp and start fresh. No, our tax code is layered, which means when they make an adjustment or an amendment, it goes on top of everything else. So we have one of the most complex tax codes in the world. And when you try and combine new legislation, of course, those two aren't going to match up like a puzzle piece. You're going to have some jagged edges that need some addressing, but there's nothing in here that can't be addressed um, by the IRS or by Congress in time to make the changes and we'll review those as well sure. later in the show but let's talk about some of the fun stuff i know you got you got some hot points for me to go through absolutely so why don't do. you get fired up and i'll get fired up <laughs> you got it joe well again let's talk about the roth ira or roth contributions in general and um, these are after-tax contributions now include the sep and the and the simple fantastic changes um, to allow Roth deferrals in both of these small business plans. And I'll I'll review the the SEP real quick. It's a simplified employee pension plan, and this is used by small businesses and it's employer funded. Um, Normally we're working with pre-tax money on a SEP, but this change is going to allow employer deferrals to be elected towards Roth. Um, One of the things with the SEP, and I'll get into the simple in a second, but one of the things with the SEP is you have to understand there's a few basic requirements to set up these plans. These are probably here in Indiana and Illinois, the most common small business plans that we see. So I wanted to spend a little time on the SEP, explain what these changes are, what to look out for. Um, But number one is you, you need to make sure that you qualify for a SEP. Um, your employees, that is. So the employee that is going to be in the plan has to be at least age 21. Um, They have to have worked for your company for three of the last five years, and they have to have received at least $750 in compensation in 2023. You hit all those, you are ready to rock and roll, and you can have them as a participant in your SEP plan. Um, Prior to the SECURE Act 2.0 changes, employers would make pre-tax contributions on behalf of the employer. It bypasses taxation, which is great. It's all pre-tax money when it's deposited. But remember, whenever we have that pre-tax tag, you've never paid taxes on it. So it comes with future tax obligations linked to the U.S. government. It's all taxed at ordinary income on the way out when you actually need this money for retirement. So the SECURE Act came in and said, look, We are going to provide a Roth element. We're going to allow employers to contribute to this plan on behalf of their employees and allow that employee to elect a Roth, which is fantastic. And we talk a lot about Roths on this show, Steve. We are big, big, big fans of the Roth IRA, the Roth in general, Roth 401k, because what does that symbolize for Americans? 
tax-free growth. So when you're setting up your SEP or you're deciding, you know, how much should I put in Roth? How much should I put in my pre-tax? That is going to be a customizable situation because you want to understand your current tax situation, how much that pre-tax dollar is helping you tax time now, as opposed to putting it in Roth. Because remember, you're not going to get the tax deduction. You're going to pay taxes right away. So a couple things that we're waiting for on guidance with these, with these Roth electives on the SEP. Um, number one is that income, and you will have income if you elect Roth and that employer pays it, you're going to have an income. Is it going to be reportable on a W-2 or a 1099? Got to pay taxes up front on that Roth contribution. Um, and will the SEP Roth contributions be subjected to Medicare and FICA taxes? Those are the big things. My first guess on the Medicare and FICA is no, um, but it's out there and we need to be aware of it. But this new legislation, Steve, is really good. And on the simple side, we don't see a lot of simple plans here in Indiana. Um, I run into maybe like 10 a year. It's not very many compared to probably about 50 SEPs that we run into. Um, but the simple plan, we're still waiting for guidance on a couple things with the simple, but this is employer and employee driven. Both get to make contributions and you're going to have the Roth elective available. Couple things with both these plans. Um, number one, we need detailed guidance from the government here on some of these provisions um, because employers are not required to adopt these provisions. So if you come in all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed 2023 Jan 1 and say, hey, I want to contribute to my Roth and my SEP or my Simple, the employer might be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, we're not doing it or we're not set up. Remember, there's a lot of regulation that goes along with plan changes. So these all have to be submitted. Payroll companies have to be on board. They're still not sure if they're going to set up like almost like a separate account for the Roth contributions or how all this is going to fall into place. So there's a lot of things that need to, to happen before we can start contributing. But again, positive legislation with the Roth contributions on these small business plans, it's really going to help people balance out from a tax diversification strategy going towards retirement. Folks, if you want to get a head start, it's 800-930-5905. Make that call, and uh, you'll be able to get, sit down with, with with Joe and really just kind of work through it. So let's stick with the Roth as part of Secure Act 2.0. I really like this one. Now uh, you can actually contribute to your Roth from your 401k. In other words, if the employer if, if the employer matches it, that match can go into the Roth. Yeah, because what's everyone used to? You know, the pre-tax match. Yes. You know, that was that's what. And now we can have the Roth. This isn't actually, you know, for for you know, at-home researchers in the Secure Act 2.0. This is actually listed under 604. So if you like to do your own due diligence, check out Section 604 for this, and you can follow along right at home. So it, we talked about historically that employees were limited to pre-tax. We talked about the future tax obligations that are linked to that type of money. Now we can do the match on the Roth. And I think that's what stopped a lot of people, Steve, from taking advantage of the Roth 401k or Roth contributions because they were losing out on that match. Now that we have the ability to match, it's a whole new ball game. Again, you need to understand your tax situation before you say, you know what, I'm going all Roth. You could have a huge uh, surprise come tax time if you're losing all those pre-tax contributions. So there's a balance there, guys. If you have questions on how much you should be contributing to each tax type, give us a call. We can help walk you through that and make sure that you're not creating an adverse tax situation now by taking advantage of the Roth contributions. 800-930-5905 is the number. And so we all know that if you take money out of your 401k or your, your IRA, there's a 10% penalty if you're younger than 59 and a half. Now there are some exemptions and, and this one, this exemption, um, I, I think it needs some explaining. <laughs> it, it absolutely does because there are actually now six new exemptions. And Many of our listeners, you know, we've had clients that unfortunately have experienced this pain. An emergency comes up, client's 45 years old, they have to take it. It doesn't fall under the, under the regular exemptions. They're paying that 10% penalty as well as ordinary income taxes federally. And if you're here in Indiana, you're paying state. If you're in Illinois, you are not. Um, but still, it can be a tax time bomb 
when it comes to taking money out pre 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. So the Secure Act 2.0 came out with some really good exemptions. And, and I like all of them. And I'm going to review those real quick. These additional exemptions, um, some are 2023, some are going to be 2024, but I'm going to review those uh, right now. Okay. As we go through um, federally declared disasters. Um, this is a big one. So Effective retroactively to January 26, 2021, Secure Act 2.0 creates a permanent exemption. Up to $22,000 aggregate total may be withdrawn. Okay, so you can take out $22,000 aggregate total um, from your qualified account as long as the account owner's principal residence is located in a disaster area, has an economic loss was sustained, and the withdrawals taken within 180 days of the first day of the disaster. So there are some prerequisites that you need to satisfy, but this allows you to take up to 22 grand without getting that 10% uh, penalty. I think that's huge, and I think that's good. We've seen a lot of disaster areas in this country, Steve. Um, this really helps out because it's another kitty that you can pull off of without getting dinged on that 10%. Sure. Well, again, I, before we get too far down the line, we're yep. about out of time here, Joe, uh, but I want to come back and continue this conversation. So let's take a quick break and invite folks to call while we're waiting. You got it, Steve. And like I said, I was running and gunning on the legislation changes, but we definitely have an offer for our radio listeners this week. Next 10 callers call in. If you are in that pre-retirement red zone, five years till that big day, you want to give us a call. We are going to analyze your portfolio, your cash flow. We're going to look at your potential retirement income. That's one of the biggest questions that we get here at this firm from our new retirees. How can I max out my income in retirement? You want the answer to that question? This is your time. Give us a call, Steve. You give our listeners that magic number. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905. It's a great opportunity to sit down with Joe and the team and really put together a financial roadmap. Things can get complicated. Joe understands he can help break it down, make it a lot easier to understand. Here's your chance to get a true practical financial review. And if you're listening, then simply give us a call to get started. 800-930-5905. You heard Joe, 10 callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive review, no cost, no obligation. And you walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. When we come back, we're going to continue discussing the legislative changes on the Secure Act 2.0 and how it affects you now and in retirement right after this. Welcome back. Class is in session. It's called Wealth Health Radio, and Joe Murphy's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, you'll find him at Murphy Wealth Management. To check out the website at mwmfinancial.tax, mwmfinancial.tax. And so, Joe, I mean, I was uh, only half kidding when I said class is in session because that's exactly what this is. You're taking us through things that that are pretty high level stuff, but really important for people to know and, and have the confidence to sit down with you because you're going to be able to take advantage of some of these things that, that perhaps others won't. Yeah, it's critically important to understand the law and how you can make it work for you. You know, uh, attorneys have been making their livelihood for eons doing that. We know how to interpret tax code. And, and you know, one thing that we always talk about on the show, Steve, is that partnership. It's my job to be informed. It's my job to understand how these changes can impact our clients' money now and in the future. And if there's an advantage that we can take for our clients within the letter of the law, we are darn sure going to take it. Absolutely. Well, again, we kind of, I kind of cut you off there. We were talking about uh, the 10% early distribution penalty exemptions, and there are more here than, than what I thought. So continue. I will absolutely continue. And again, this is that stinger when you're in a crisis situation and you need to take that money from that qualified account, whether it's an IRA, 401k, any of that pre-tax money, the government says, uh, 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 that is for your future self. That's retirement money. Well, life doesn't always happen like that. And we need to access our money. The Secure Act 2.0, and this is a big, look, terminal illness. Mm. The, the, the previous legislation, it was 24 months or less to live. You could access your own money without getting a 10% penalty. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I think that if you have a terminal illness diagnosis, it should completely open up and you shouldn't have any penalty on anything. But the Secure Act 2.0 extended that out 
to 84 months. And I think that is much more appropriate for someone that needs to plan end of life to have access to that qualified account without worrying about getting hit by Uncle Sam. Again, it's one of those things that should have been rectified. Now it's going to be rectified. Um, Another one, Steve, that I really wanted to talk about was domestic abuse. Um, This is going to be effective in 2024. So not in 2023 yet, but obviously a situation that that needs some attention. And I'm glad that they addressed that this this legislation on domestic abuse. So effective 2024, any victim of domestic abuse that occurred within the previous 12 months by a spouse or a domestic partner is going to allow the penalty free withdrawal of the lesser of $10,000 indexed for inflation or 50% of the vested balance. This amount can be taken with no 10% penalty, almost like the COVID withdrawal. Steve, do you remember yeah, during right. COVID when you could take it and pay it back over a three-year period? Sure. Same exact thing on this domestic abuse, a really good add-on to the SECURE Act, and I think will help a lot of people that maybe otherwise felt trapped financially. They'll have some access to some funds without having to worry about a tax time bomb and the ability to repay it over three years. This is one to applaud. Absolutely. 800-930-5905. That's the number you can call. Folks, we do have some spots on the calendar. And so a QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution, it's a one-time $50,000 QCD. And break that down for me, Joe, because I think if I understand this right, I, I think this is a pretty cool thing. Yes, it really is. Look, when when you're doing when you have that ability um, to donate to a favorite charity or nonprofit, it, it makes you feel good. But when there's a tax advantage to it as well, um, it really makes you feel good. And this will encourage more people to do charitable giving or consider charitable giving. So I love legislation like that. Um, it's a one-time qualified charitable distribution. So under that previous legislation prior to the Secure Act 2.0, um, no benefits were allowed, which means nothing. You couldn't have any bells or whistles on a QCD. It was just bread and butter donation, satisfy the RMD, you were good to go, money going to charity, you didn't have to worry about it, but you couldn't actually receive any benefits. The Secure Act 2.0 expanded the Qualified Charitable Distribution, aka QCD, by allowing a one-time transfer up to 50 grand, so $50,000, to fund a split interest vehicle, such as a charitable remainder annuity trust or an immediate charitable gift annuity. These things generate income for the giver. So I think the income is capped at like 5%, but still, you can get the best of both worlds. And what an encouragement, Steve, to donate to worthy causes, satisfy that RMD, and create a little bit of income. These are very highly customizable. This is not something I would suggest you try and do on your own. Every situation is different. So if you do have giving in your heart and you want to donate, and maybe you have a really large IRA that's going to be in required minimum distribution phase, you want to talk to a qualified advisor to see how charitable giving can benefit you and benefit the charity that you want to donate to. Yeah, see, I I did understand that, right? That is a really cool thing, you know, if you want to be a giver, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. uh, So, all right, we've we've talked about this uh, really several, many times, um, but... RMDs, required minimum distributions, that is also changing with the changing with with 2.0 and beyond. Yeah, and there's there's a little mistake in that one, and I'll get to that in a second. But the the required minimum distribution, this is a plague for late stage retirees um, that maybe didn't take adequate withdrawals or maybe didn't do Roth conversions and have an out of control, which is a good thing. You have out of control growth in your IRA. Maybe you're sitting on a couple million dollars in your IRA. Now you hit that age 73 that the Secure Act 2.0 raised that required minimum distribution age to. And now you have these ballooning payments coming out and you don't need the money. Um, what these RMD delays is allowed people to save for longer. Remember, time grows money. The longer you can have it deferred, the, the better off you're going to be. But there comes a point where the Uncle Sam says time to pay the piper. Unfortunately, in the Secure Act 2.0 legislation, 
there's a little screwiness with uh, the 1959 uh, year of birth. So they actually had two RMD ages um, squared away, 73 and 75. That will be rectified through Congress um, once we hit close to that date. But I think they have bigger fish to fry in Congress right now. Sure. Um, so rest assured, um, if you're falling in that that time zone, give us a call. We can kind of walk you through it. But definitely a good thing to delay off those RMDs. In 2033, it's going to move up even higher. Um, so longer to save more, but just don't let it get too out of control. Or like I said, you need some good strategies charity wise to reduce those rmds and the taxation that comes along with it all right um well sticking with rmds the penalty and we've talked about that several times joe and it, this is this was the biggest irs penalty if i'm not right if i'm not correct if i'm not yes wrong. it was it, it was the second stiffest penalty second, that the okay. ir yep that the irs imposed and it was ridiculous so you know, maybe you lost touch on the IRA or, you know, you just got busy with life and you failed to take the RMD. Look, it happens. Um, a 50% penalty, then you have to take the RMD. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was way too punitive for something about missing a required minimum distribution. Intentional is one thing, but, you know, a slip of the mind or maybe you don't have an advisor that's on top of it or distributing RMDs, that is a crazy penalty. So that's been reduced from 50 down to 25%. Um, if corrected in a timely manner. Um, we've had clients come to us in RMD situations. We actually had a client about three or four years ago um, that completely missed an RMD. Amber was able to get that waived through IRS representation. So the IRS, if you communicate, will work with you, um, but you wanna have an advisor that's on the ball, making sure that your RMDs are not only distributed, but planned for from a tax perspective. I think that's the biggest thing to take away from all this, Steve, is a lot of this stuff can be avoided if you plan properly. Well, and Joe, I know if I'm working with you and I need an RMD or I have to take an RMD, you're gonna make sure it happens. I don't have to worry. You're doing the heavy lifting. We're doing the heavy lifting. And you know, it's a letter that all our clients get every single year is your RMD for this year is. And if we see a large RMD or our clients are at an income threshold, that that RMD could start creating, you know, havoc, you know, we want to touch base with them and make sure that we have some type of tax plan down to mitigate or minimize the tax exposure from that RMD. These are things that we plan. You know, our planning software takes into account, and most advisors out there, guys, have planning software that's going to dictate the RMD. But what they don't have is the understanding of the tax code. Impossible to input all the tax legislation into the planning software. So you really want to have someone on your side that can decipher this stuff and make sure it works for you. That's exactly right, Joe. The um, So let's talk about this statute of limitations. I know it's not a big deal, but it is kind of interesting to me. I, I think, yeah, the IRS needs a cutoff period where they just can't do it if they let it go for so long. And look, during you know probably the past five years, the IRS was way, way behind. Um, very difficult, still pretty difficult to get in touch with them. I know it's usually like a 45-minute hold um, to get through to the IRS, um, but they actually imposed um, three years for missed RMDs and six years from the tax filing deadline in the year in which an excess contribution was made. So say you made a mistake, over-contributed to your IRA. Okay. And you know what? You didn't catch it up front. IRS didn't catch it up front. You only have a certain amount of time, um, three years for missed RMDs, and then six years from the tax filing deadline that you're scot-free. So you got to get out of jail free card if you can make the deadline. Best advice here is don't get in that situation. But if you do and the IRS doesn't catch it, they have a statute of limitations now on punitive uh, action. I think that's comforting. <laughs> I, I do too. I really do. Oh, yeah. I think I think I've seen some really crazy penalties with the IRS over the years that we've been doing this. Um, and one thing that if you don't communicate, that's when it gets really bad. And I think people get a letter from the IRS and it creates such fear and such anxiety that they avoid it. And that's when things start snowballing. Oh, yeah. But if you do get a letter from the IRS, guys, you know, call a, a, an EA, call a CPA, call a good advisor that can help you communicate with the IRS. That is the best way to face things is just roll up your sleeves or partner with someone that can roll up their sleeves and handle it up front. You're going to see the best outcomes come from communication. Don't avoid it. 
That's usually what we don't like to see. And that's, like I said, unfortunately, with the way things are going right now, we'll probably see a lot of IRS representation work over the next three or four years. All right. 800-930-5905. Joe, once again, we have bumped up against the clock. Let's take a quick break and invite folks to call. Hey, that's okay, Steve. I want to talk to our radio listeners. I have the best conversations with some of our callers. So this is your opportunity. Next 10 callers today. Uh, we're going to do a pre-retirement. If you're in that retirement red zone, we're going to get your retirement ready. We're going to analyze your cash flow. We're going to take a look at your portfolio and we can estimate a ballpark income level so you know what to expect. The main goal for me as a retirement planner is maximize that income and minimize that taxation. Next 10 callers, Steve. Give them that magic number and we will get to work. You've got it. 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now gets that comprehensive financial plan and it shows you, yep, here's where you are today. But most importantly, it does become that roadmap. It's a guide, if you will, that'll help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. When we come back, the conclusion of our analysis of the Secure Act 2.0 and all the changes and how it will affect your retirement right after this. back on Wealth Health Radio. Joe Murphy's here. I'm Steve Siddall, and we are talking Secure Act 2.0. This is something that was passed back in December. We're kind of got a chance to, you know, sift through it and, and see what's there and, and see what isn't there. And there are 90, more than 90 provisions in Secure Act 2.0. I'm not going to go over all of them here, but again, the ones that are affecting the pre-retirees and retirees, that's what we're focusing on here today. And and Joe, you said at the top of the show, some of them are in place now, some of them start next year. Let's focus on those right now. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing to do here, Steve, because, you know, we always have to be looking. We have to have one eye on the future, one eye on the present. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually how we plan and understanding the legislation, what's upcoming. I think it's really important to allow us to plan effectively for our clients. So we have some things that are in store for 2024 that will be implemented via the SECURE Act. Now, some of these... Um, they're going to need some corrections. Again, like we said in the intro of the show, um, this is not easy to partner any new legislation when it comes to retirement with our current U.S. tax code. Again, it is layered. So it is one of the most convoluted, complex things in, in this on this planet. Um, but to partner new legislation, of course, there's errors. They will get them corrected. But right now, there's a little bit of uncertainty with a few things. Um, but let's focus on some of the things that we know are going to change for sure, Steve. Yeah. I'll let you fire down that list, and I'll give you my best answer. How's that? You got it. I like this. The $1,000 catch-up contribution to IRAs and 401ks for those 50 and older will be indexed for inflation. Now, that's pretty good news. I think that's fantastic. Very similar to the the COLA on Social Security. Absolutely. So everyone was really fired up when they had that huge increase due to inflation last year, although the, you know it kind of evened out the rising prices. Mm -hmm. um, this year, maybe not so much, Steve, maybe about 3% because inflation is definitely cooling in this country. Uh, we just posted a 4%. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Obviously, that's definitely down, I think, 11 months in a row. So that Social Security COLA will not be increasing like a lot of people thought unless we have runaway inflation happening um, for the rest of this year. But I think this Fed, again, as we've talked about in the past, is heck bent on tackling this inflation. No matter what the cost, they want to get these prices down. And that's going to be the objective of the Fed. But how does that impact catch-up contributions? Um, catch-up contributions, that extra $1,000, it doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're paying your future self over time, that extra money is really going to help. Um, the more you save for yourself, the better off you're going to be, the more confidence that you're going to have. The $1,000 catch-up index for inflation is going to allow you to contribute more based on the rising cost of goods and services. Remember, when things cost more, you want to be able to save more. So the government actually implemented this legislation to allow these catch-up contributions to compete with rising costs of goods and services in this country, and I think that's a good thing. Absolutely, and the, the same thing holds true with Qualified Charitable Distributions, QCDs. Well, how does that work with indexed for inflation? 
Yeah, same same exact thing. So 100 okay. grand now you're going to be indexed with inflation. So I mean, we're looking, you know, inflation at its high point was running at about 9%. You know, when you're looking at 100 grand, that's $9,000. That's a big impact. A big when you're looking at 2%, you know, it doesn't mean but still it's more money that you can put in more money that you can affect your strategy. These are all good things. I think most things should be indexed for inflation, Steve, in this country, because now we're facing it. We had such low inflation for so long, it kind of went out of everybody's mind. Now it's back, rearing its ugly head, and now we're seeing legislation to address it. I actually like that. Mm -hmm. And I love this one, the 529 plan, taking a different approach to the 529. That's the education savings tool that a lot of grandparents, a lot of people I know, are donating or you know contributing for their grandkids. But what if the kid doesn't want to go to school? Yeah, there's some problems with the 529 plan. That's yeah. why we had the great great Kim Wiseman on here talking about yes. some alternatives. Yep. Um, but the legislation in the SECURE Act, I think this is, this is good. We need some clarity on this one um, because it allows you to move $35,000 into a Roth, again, Roth IRA um, for the beneficiary of the 529. Um, what happens, like you said, Steve, if the child decides they don't want to go to school, will you be able to switch the beneficiary and roll that into their Roth? Um, those are all questions that haven't been addressed yet, but really important ones for advisors, because now the 529 becomes a tool to fund a tax-free Roth. Um, and if you can switch the beneficiaries around and you have a sizable 529, um, that gives me endless opportunities to create tax-free money for my clients. And I love that. Part. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, again, what, the, the caveat there is it needs to be uh, open for more than 15 years. Is that right? Yes, that's the minimum time frame is 15 years. So you can't just open it up fund it and then pop it into a Roth. It has to be in existence for 15 years is the minimum. So, well, and this is one that boy really needed a fix from secure act of um, uh, the first secure act. And that is the Roth contributions will no longer be subject to RMDs. This happens next year. And I know a lot of people are going, what? It's a, it's a, it's a Roth. There's no RMD. Yeah, but in this oh, case, oh yeah, there and, are. and a lot of yeah, a lot of people don't realize that even though you're not paying taxes on it, there's still a forced distribution. So that's no longer the case in 2024. Mm -hmm. So just remember, you got to take them in 2023. Um, but 2024, that's going to bring Roth the workplace plans, your retirement plan at work, um, in laws with the regular laws governing our traditional Roth IRA. Um, so that is a huge, huge thing. You know, why distribute that money? And, and a lot of people, when they had to distribute it, it was just something you have to do. You know, you don't have to worry about the tax consequences, but you still got to take it. Pain in the butt. This is a much more modern uh, legislation with the current events that we're facing, especially with a lot of people gearing towards that Roth 401k element. You know, why not give it the option not to have to distribute it down the road? I love that. So good legislation on this side. 800-930-5905. Another piece, uh, part of this that I think is good legislation as well. Talk about the employer matching contributions. A lot of talk about student loans today and, and the, the state of that and how so many people are, you know, burdened down by that. How does oh, this yeah. change? How does this affect them? Well, the employer is going to match on your contribution. In, in most retirement plans, um, that's where we always tell people, make sure you're contributing up to the match. Well, say you have a student loan debt. Um, now that employer matching contribution can be made on your student loan debt as a payment, um, just like they're made on 401ks. So each payment you make on a student loan will be matched according to the terms of your plan. Again, I'm going to just reverse here real quick, guys. Sure. Um, this isn't a snap of the finger change. Each employer, each plan sponsor, um, payroll companies, everyone has to adopt these changes. Um, but the the most effective way to get these changes in place with your employer is that squeaky wheel theory, Steve, mm -hmm. is talk to your employer about this. I think this is a huge benefit. We have student loan payments resuming. It's going to affect a lot of people in this country that have student loan debt. What an incredible way to contribute to your 401k, still continue those savings into that retirement plan and have that match pay down that debt. I think that's beautiful, very well thought out, and I think that's going to help a lot of people bring that debt down in a much quicker in a much quicker pace. And again, if you were already used to making a payment like that and add this to it, well, you're going to cut the the time that debt is there, you know, cut it way down. 
Oh yeah, Steve. I mean, that's look, when you, like when you have a long-term debt, like a mortgage or something like that, just making a smaller extra payment a month or tacking on $50 to your payment, it shaves years, mm -hmm. sometimes many years off the term of that loan. Same thing's going to happen here. It's going to eat away at that interest. It's going to eat away at that principal. And the longer that you're contributing to that 401k, the more extra money is going to be going towards that debt. So you can really get a handle of it and break free from that loan in a quicker way. And I love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, we talked about the 10% early distribution penalty. And, and, and these, these few things here go into effect in 2024. Let's just give the highlights there, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is an interesting one. So high income earners, so anyone making $145,000 in the previous year from wages at, at your company are going to have to do catch up contributions in Roth form. So can't do the pre tax, they're non deductible, but the earnings on them are going to be tax free when distributed. So if you're making over a certain amount, um, it has to go towards Roth. This is another part of the SECURE Act that does need to be addressed. Um, the clear intention of this, this change in the SECURE Act 2.0 was to require catch-up contributions for plans participants um, to be Roth unless the plans participants FICA compensation, so your overall compensation, was less than 145. So how it was drafted, though, in the SECURE Act 2.0, the language precludes any catch-up contributions to be made in 2024, either pre-tax or Roth. So the way it's actually written in the SECURE Act 2.0, after 2024, you can't make up any catch-up contributions. Obviously, Congress needs to address this yeah. um, because they completely removed the ability. It wasn't their intention. Again, a very thick document, a lot of meat on the bone there. Um, things got a little bit missed on this section was removed completely. So they actually took away, but their intention was to isolate it to a Roth contribution, which actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to get the pre-tax deduction, but you're still going to have the tax-free cash. And yes, you will be able to contribute. However, we need a, a revision on the documents that have been submitted um, to include the ability to do any type of catch-up. <laughs> And and in typical of uh, you know government fashion, that's expected they'll figure this out by December of 2023, so December of this year. But that's when this I mean the Secure Act, Secure Act Two. I mean that really seems to be the the habit or, or the the pattern of Congress is you know once December hits, well let's get some stuff off the table here. Again, Steve, I think that Congress has some bigger fish to fry than uh, you know a glitch on the retirement yeah, ruling. Well, so they're gonna they're gonna address it or. Like I said, they'll 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 definitely have the IRS um, issue addendums or something like that, but it will get addressed. It has to. So right now, there's obviously guidance is a little mixed, but you can anticipate like some of these glitches will be fixed probably last minute. You know, sure. at, at eleven fifty nine, right before midnight, you'll see the legislation come through on the amendment. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, boy, once again, we have jam packed this show with so much great information uh, you know and so let's uh, let's we got to take a break and let's come back and, and just see what happens you got it steve so again we're going to do next 10 callers today if you are in that retirement red zone you have five years to go and you're asking yourself questions like what am i going to have in income wise in retirement what kind of taxes am I going to pay? These are all good questions, and these are questions that we can help you address. We can look at your retirement potential income. We can look at your taxation. We can do a preliminary plan to let you know you are on track for that big day. Steve, next 10 callers, they're lighting up the phones. Give them that magic number, and we'll get to work. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905. You heard Joe. 10 callers right now is going to get that financial review. It's really why we give you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances. And again, there's no cost. There's no obligation. Do you know how much risk you're really taking? What about red flags that could be a problem down the line? Do you know what you're paying in fees or commissions? Can you maximize your Social Security benefits? Those are the kinds of things that Joe and the team at, M at Murphy Wealth Management can help you achieve. 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905. You've got questions and I've got some answers. That and more right after this. Hey, 
Welcome back to Wealth Health Radio. Joe Murphy's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, uh, helping folks for more than 20 years getting to and through retirement. Kind of been around the block a time or two. Not your first rodeo, not your first recession. No, experience, uh, it pays dividends, so to speak. And, yes. you know, going through at least gives you some clarity, some calmness, and, you know, understanding what to look for in certain situations, what data really to rely on. Um, there's so many moving parts right now. It feels like a blur, even for an advisor with experience. So everyone's sitting at home. Some people are best to just ignore some of the noise in the market because it is crazy. And one of the things that I just saw um, this past, was it Friday? Um, NASDAQ ETF actually had more outflows than inflows. And that's the first time in about a year that they've seen that. Um, we've been talking, Steve, on this show. Um, we know the, you know these, these rate lag effects have not hit yet. And we're having a steaming market, very similar to when Bear Stearns failed in 2007. We had that bull narrative um, going out. The S&P proceeded to rip up 14.5%. But during that time, what happened? the institutions were unloading their risk assets on the general public. So what do you think I'm watching right now? Just I'm that. watching the outflows of these ETFs. I'm watching what the institutions are doing. Is this going to play out exactly like 2007, 2008? No, it never does. But again, experience gives you the ability to look at the right data, to look at the right triggers so we can prudently manage, especially for our near-term retirees that might be in that danger zone where if they go down 20%, it could completely derail their retirement plan. Not a risk I'm willing to take. So we are proceeding with caution with our pre-retirees and it makes sense. Why let something that's out of your control, Steve, have a potential to derail your entire retirement future? That doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't make sense to a lot of our clients. I love absolutes when it comes to retirement planning. And if you're looking for something dependable that you are going to know exactly what's going to happen year in, year out, we are your type of firm. We love the absolutes and we like to give our clients confidence and peace of mind so they can focus on what's important, their family, their friends, their travel, and most importantly, those retirement golden years. Well, you've talked about the S&P and, and you've, I think we talked about this last week that if it closed above the, I forget. For, for, yeah, for 43, 43 and uh we're, we're sitting in bull market territory yeah. that's what i said the bull market the fervor will turn on um everyone's bull who wants to buy at these levels though everything is so i mean if you look at the fundamentals of these co uh companies steve you know and some of the earnings that are coming back in it's some of these companies are a little stinky right now but of course the narrative is bull 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 look it hit a, it hit a level it's actually in bull market territory they're going to promote that every person's going to promote that because what do they want? They want more buyers in at this level. That's exactly what we think is happening. Again, that's my opinion as an investment advisor. We don't have a crystal ball, but I love to look at technical indicators. I love to look at history to try and predict what may happen in the future. There's some indicators out there. When this rally fizzles out, we have no idea. Could it be the start of a brand new bull market and go up 10,000 points? Of course it could. It's the stock market. The one thing about the stock market, it is guaranteed unpredictable. However, the overall long-term trends are things that we can pick up on. The day-to-day, month-to-month, even you know, semi-annually up to a year, very difficult to predict. So if you're running time short on that retirement red zone, you don't want to take that chance. And that's what I wanted to get that message out to our radio listeners right now. If you're in that retirement red zone, now is your time to plan. 800-930-5905 is your first step, folks. Take advantage of it. All right. Gerald is wondering, let's say I have a portfolio of X, Y, and Z stocks. Stock X has gained 229% while stocks Y and Z gained 50% each. Why should I sell a portion of stock X and buy stocks Y and Z while stock X is making all the returns? I see it as firing your best salesmen and hiring mediocre salesmen who are not helping your business thrive. <laughs> I love this question, Gerald. Thank you so much for writing into the show. Um, look, when you have less positions, Gerald, you, you take on more risk. And there's a couple things we don't know. What type of tax status? Is this an after-tax brokerage account? Is this an IRA? That would really be a big, big 
uh, deal to, to advise you correctly um, because we want to know if we can do tax loss harvesting, rebalancing. Um, those are things that we want to do, um, especially rebalancing. But we, with these highly appreciated uh, stocks that you have, we have to be very careful with the taxation if it's an after-tax account because we don't want to trigger long-term capital gains or even short-term capital gains if you hit a moonshot um, and this is held for under a year. Here's what I would say to you, Gerald, is you need to do an assessment. Is this money that you're going to need to depend on? Um, if this is just a high-flying trading account, rock and roll the way that you see fit. You're willing to take on that risk. But if this is money that you need to depend on, when you have three positions, and although all of them have done really well, 230 and 50% each, um, you want to do some rebalancing. You want to take a little heat off that winner because look, it's up 229%, but that doesn't mean you have to buy more of stock X and or Y and Z. You know, there's other fish in this stock market. You want to look and diversify on a sector-based level so you can absorb a little bit. But if you're just picking moonshots, I see no reason to absolutely change here. You're kicking butt. You know, look at support and resistance levels from a technical perspective. Understand where those support levels are. Understand where the resistance is in these stocks so you know when a good opportunity to sell or a good opportunity to load up more. That is your exit and entry indicators is the technical analysis. And if you're not sure how to do it, Gerald, we do that for our clients. It's a call in. We can absolutely understand your position, break it down for you. Give us a call. We'll definitely help you out. But there's too many kind of intangibles here, Gerald, to give you advice over the radio. So call our firm and we'll definitely help you out here, buddy. 800-930-5905. Gerald, that's how you get started. Uh, Edward is wondering. Uh, he says, I've got $75,000 dollars sitting in my checking account at the bank. This is not part of my emergency fund. What can I do with this money to put it to work for me? Thanks in advance. Edward, like, Edward, bad, Edward. Bad problem to have, I guess. Look, the bank's making out like a bandit on that. So they're paying you zip. Um, they're turning around. If they're not lending that money, they're earning money on U.S. treasuries to the tune of probably about 5%. Um, so why not get that 5% for yourself? If you have no near-term needs like tomorrow of this money, why not open up a brokerage account, pop it into a money market, some liquidity in there, you know, that's going to be as liquid as a checking account. And then ladder some CDs or US treasuries, you know, CD rates are north of five right now. And most treasuries are as well. And you can stagger the duration. So you constantly have maturities coming through. So if interest rates do go up from here, Gerald, you can take advantage of that rising interest rate, and not get locked into a two year CD or a three year CD. We have 28 day CDs. So that's our short term. We have three month treasuries. We can go out to six months on CDs, maybe even up to a year, but constant having staggered maturities allows you to take advantage of rising interest rates. Or if interest rates start crashing, you have your longer term fixed vehicles capturing that higher rate. Really good, easy way to get more for you instead of the bank. Sure. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to Frank because uh, I like this question. He must have been paying attention because uh, he says, I'm still a little iffy on the Secure Act 2.0 and the way it will impact me and my spouse. I was born in September of 1957. My wife was born in October of 1959. How do we calculate her full retirement age? I just want to plan accordingly. Appreciate you and the program. Oh, thanks, Frank. This is probably one of the sticking points of the Secure Act 2.0. It's a little glitch in there. Um, for 1959 specifically, um, they have two RMD ages. It's 73 and 75. Um, so that is going to be addressed. <laughs> I, I would plan, Frank, on having those RMDs at 73. We should have guidance um, probably this year on that RMD. So right now, I mean, there's really not a huge worry, but um, you will have guidance, but I would plan on that 73. I don't know if the IRS is gonna allow you to extend out to 75, um, just earmark it. And as we get guidance, we will inform our clients uh, on our website, on our blog, we'll make sure that we have the updated out there. So give us a follow on Facebook or follow our website on the blog and you'll get all this information via the Secure Act 2.0 and the legislative changes right on our website at mwmfinancial.tax. I have not mentioned Facebook today. Thank you for reminding me uh, because I tell you, if you need a smile, if you just want to feel good, check out 
Murphy Wealth Management on Facebook. You guys do a, a great job of, you know, just kind of keeping the keeping spirits up. I mean, it's it's always positive. It's always encouraging. Yeah, and you know what? I like to put a lot of sports stuff out there. The great Alexis here, our administrative angel, she does a lot of inspirational quotes on there. She likes yeah. to play around with it. But, you know, I love some of the the football guys, and I love some of their quotes, like Mike Ditka, all our Chicago listeners. Yeah. You know, all of Big Mike. Um, he had an awesome quote, and, and I'm going to put that out there. So if you see it on Facebook, you'll hear it here first. He said, success isn't measured by money or power or social rank. Success is measured by your discipline and inner peace. I love that from such a dude's dude, yeah. you know, to understand that, that none of this stuff matters. All the branding and all the flashing lights and all the things mean nothing compared to having peace inside, having calmness inside and having that synergy in your community and helping people. And those are the things that I really like about Mike Ditka. And those are the things that we want to put on Facebook to inspire people to do more for others. And that's really in this nation, in this country is something that we really want to focus focus on is helping everyone do better and helping everyone help each other. Oh, I like that, Joe. I like that a lot. And again, that's what that's, I think that Facebook page sort of reflects that. Yeah. It's like I said, you know, we're, we're highly regulated, obviously as an investment advisor, you know, we can't put out stock picks or anything like that, but what we can put out is, you know, there is so much more to retirement, Steve, than just the finances. Mm -hmm. There's a psychological aspect. There really is. And that transitional phase can create a lot of fear for a lot of people. And we are very accustomed to dealing with that and understanding what are the common pitfalls psychologically that a lot of people are going to face that maybe they don't know, but we do. We can prepare our clients to say, you know what, don't just sit in front of the TV. Don't just sit in front of the computer. Number one, you're absorbing all that negativity. Number two, there's a big, big world out there. There's a whole community. Plan to be involved. The more that you're involved, the more that you're plugged in, the happier life will be. We can't live our lives for our clients, Steve, and I don't tend to, to butt in on anyone's life, but we will tell our clients some of the pitfalls that past retirees have run into by not planning psychologically for this new phase of life. All right, Joe, on that note, let's open up those lines one more time. You got it, buddy. Today was a ripper. So a lot of legislation. Hopefully we didn't put everyone to sleep. And if we did, you know what? Just call us and we'll go through it again with you or we'll just do it with you. Um, next 10 callers, pre-retirees, five years to go to retirement. Or even if you're a month before, give us a call. We can always save it. Um, next 10 callers, pre-retirement. Uh, investment portfolio review, income projections, cash flow. You're going to get it from Murphy Wealth Management. Steve, give them that magic number and we will get to work. 800-930-5905. And again, no cost, no obligation for this first meeting. Go ahead. Give us a call. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. Joe, again, just great information today. I know education is a key part of what you do at Murphy Wealth Management. And and boy, you did a great job today. Well, appreciate it, Steve. I got a great partner here. We got some great listeners out there and you guys are lighting up our phones and keeping us busy. I can't wait for next week. We're going to do it all over again. See you next Sunday. Thanks for listening, everybody. content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.